Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is a Nile or Nine podcast special about one of the best Irish albums I've heard in 2019. The artist's name and the album are called For Those I Love, and it's a project by one man, David Balfe, that has its roots in North Dublin working class areas where people are demonised, downtrodden, and stereotyped. But first, some background. For Those I Love has its roots in another musical project that explored working-class reality. called Burnt Out and they released a number of tracks and videos in 2016 that were among the most ambitious and fully realised multimedia art that has come out of Ireland in the 21st century. Working class identity and the unhinged emotional and social violence of the estates set the cornerstone of the message, is how they put it themselves. Their first song, released in 2016, was called Dear James. Say 
of the song Burnt Out said that Dear James depicts the state of affairs whereby working class Dublin youths suffer at the hands of the system they are pressured into creating. Lyrically and atmospherically, Dear James presents the tragic reality of a Kulak youth marred with the problems presented to the working class in Naughty's recession Dublin, the pressure of merit, valid work, social status and identity. The true story of James recalls the public suicide of a teenager in the midst of these pressures, along with the indelible mark left on a community, void of the confidence and foresight granted by a stable economy and credible culture. Dear James puts those viewing and listening into the heart of the roads we grew up on, with all the pain, discomfort and struggle as totally unavoidable to them as it was and is still for us. My little rebellion inside hasn't changed. Never faded in stages, I still suffer the rages of a tin. Still have those dreams of getting out of the skin. But I was brought up to believe it. That genius was a take it or leave it. That art was a part-time pastime that just doesn't mean shit. And if greatness never comes, then there's no need to grieve it. But from the first time I saw Mike alone rooming and Goldie's clean sheets. I read, when I have fears by John Keats. I put this order by Joy Division on 50 times on repeat. I knew there was a reason. A great upheaval, redeeming a feeling so primeval to me very being that I burned to do something great. And that a moment of art, a moment parked in a car that sparks a poem or even just a flower is worth more than half the world will ever know. And sure, I have fears that I'm wasting my time. But as I gaze at the brazen youth as they stand in a queue in a single foil, Sam emerges from the sweet oil, asking me to go splits on a 12 pack of crisps. And in a flash, it all seems worthwhile. That was the voice of uh, Paul Curran, the Kulak poet, who sadly passed away in 2018. Curran was in the band Burnt Out with David Balfe, or Balfe as he's known to his friends. Balfe and Curran were best friends who grew up together. And this podcast is Balfe's story in his own words, but it's also the story of Curran, their extended friends and family, as told through art. Here's David Balfe discussing growing up with Paul Curran and forming the band Burnt Out. For Burnt Out, we had started in like 2014, just ourselves. Um, it was uh, Paul and I had gone to school together, sort of been my 
best friend since first year in, in, in secondary school. And uh, we had done a bunch of bands together as teenagers, like hardcore bands and like some metalcore and stuff before that. Yeah. Teenagers. I, I still love some of it. Um, and then as we got older, I think we had much greater ideas in mind. I had been sort of getting a bit more into trying to make film and Paul had been developing his writing, started to find, I guess, a, a voice that represented not just himself, but the rest of us, the rest of our group of friends who I suppose up until that point maybe felt, um, let's just say underrepresented. We didn't really feel like our ideas on the world were being articulated. Um, certainly not to the degree or with the finesse that Paul was able to to bring in the, the colour and life that, that that he brought for us with uh, our outlook. And uh, then myself, uh, myself and Paul and friend and uh, like a two of our other friends, Peter and, and Robbie. These are, these are all people that we'd been in bands with for years, various bands, various iterations, but really we're just people all from pretty much the same part of North Dublin that had all sort of grown up with the exact same or, or, or at least very uh, similar backgrounds and life experiences. Um, and we started a project called Born Out Together and started to make music together that way um there was a lot of other people involved as well just throughout the whole project as you said it was kind of like a multimedia project and uh i guess in a lot of ways we tried to not restrict ourselves into just being a a project that had its end result as a as an audio output or as a visual output we we wanted to speak in a much wider language, a much more accessible language and a language that was actually able to communicate the ideas that we were trying to put forth in the actual stark reality that they, that they, uh, that they were felt, I suppose. Um, to, I guess to this day, that's sort of still the, the most important project I've ever been a part of. And, um, I feel like this is one of the few times where I can speak for the other lads with confidence that were involved as well and say that for them it's the most important project they've been involved in too. Unfortunately, I suppose not everybody has seen the the, the, the fruits of that, but what I guess what, what we've been able to make and what we have gotten from what we've been able to make uh, has been irreplaceable. You get 50 quid to do a gig. The 50 quid goes off a bill, a bill that never gets paid. E and weed and speed and cat, the shite of shite in town you get. The type of shite that leads to death, the type of shite that ends mates. Not seen his face since years ago. What's happening, chief? What's happening, bro? He only wants to sell you blow, the blow that makes the blues fed. So you carve a dream. You make believe. You tell yourself it's worth the fee, the fee that leaves the bank drained. Brian turns the mush. You lost your touch. You don't deal with your love as much. The earth that never gets made.
While the music on Balf's nine track for Those I Love album was started well before Kern's death, the album took on a greater meaning with his close friend's passing. It serves as a tribute to Kern's legacy, but it also marks the importance of friends and family. Because I felt things that were, were, were so temporary, everything seemed so transient. I was looking at so many peripheral deaths for the years previous to that. Everything just felt like it was just so tender and anything anything could be gone at any moment. I felt like it was so important to be able to just put something in permanence that acknowledged my feelings towards the people that I loved the most and also to be able to acknowledge again in permanence my recognition of their love for me which is probably like the greatest privilege that I've had in my life is to be able to feel loved by people and that didn't change after Paul passed it just it just was different but that idea is still that sentiment is still what's at the the heart of that album it was to still say you know to my closest friends I love you unfortunately I, I wasn't able to say that directly to Paul but it still felt so important to be able to acknowledge that and then to also be able to acknowledge as loud as I could that love that I still felt because I, I don't think that I don't think that died I don't think it does die it takes a long time to to become so sure of that but yeah that, that it didn't I I I understand how it would seem like the significance would totally change, but I, I, I really think the, the idea was just the exact same. I just wanted to be able to acknowledge that, that love. Everything else was different. Every, every waking moment is entirely different, but that intention is still the exact same. I have a love and it never fades. I have a love full of flames that rage. I have a love that never turns And I have a love that burns I have a love and it never fades I have a love full of flames that rage I have a love that never turns And I have a love that burns Balf recorded 76 songs for the album and put nine on the release. It is sad, filled with rage and grief, but is also a celebration. It has upbeat rave euphoria, cathartic spoken word, dense swirling productions, self-recorded clips shared between friends and WhatsApp, and everything in between. 
It references the streets, the blaze, that Mount Kimby video we'd always watch, a Lazarus soul, Grogan's pub, Twin Peaks, and it embodies summer evenings with friends, innocent nights talking shite, arms around your friend as at a festival, getting up to no good, and the small moments that are insignificant until someone great is gone. So I played this song for you in the car stereo in the night's breeze. This bit kicked in with its synths and its keys and you smiled as you sat next to me. You in the front, Gilly in the backseat going 90 to the sounds as we roared down the street. The other boys stomping feet and me and utter disbelief from the joy and the break in the beats. We got out and stood by that Kia Rio cage stage and I felt like I had it all. Cause I have a love and it'll never fade And either will you, Paul So with, for those I love, the, the start of that project for you in terms of um, the styles of music that you were interested in like tell me a bit more about that like what was kind of inspiring you in terms of uh, to start that project uh, I feel like that's a, a great question because I've like tried to interrogate that myself constantly. Um, and I don't know where I've, I don't know what it was that was, uh, that was compelling me to make this sort of stuff. Um, like certainly there was driving forces that I don't necessarily think, um, I don't necessarily think I found in the end product, but like, uh, you know, one of my favorite records growing up, like everybody's most of my peers it's like my dad's like favorite album now is original pirate material yeah um, which is a reference to your yeah, album yeah, yeah. as well yeah and there's a, there's a lot yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of streets references and it's one of the things that like one of the things that i bonded most with with a lot of my most immediate friends um but yeah there, there certainly there was there was something there the the idea of being able to tell stories in a similar way that where their own small moments that really spoke further about class or spoke further about um the color of that world you could just tell somebody this small anecdote but really you're saying a whole novel's worth of work and it was that sort of stuff that was that was inspiring me but in terms of the like the sound palette like um again i i don't really know i don't really know where um i was i was drawing that stuff from exactly but i felt like maybe the in, the intention or something was so i was i was trying to mirror a similar intention to projects like uh, original pirate material that's it turn the page on the day walk away because there's sense in what i say i'm 45th generation roman but I don't know them or care when I'm spitting So return to your sitting position and listen, it's fitting And I'm miles ahead and they chase me Show your face on TV, then we'll see You can't do half, my crew laughs at your rhubarb and custard verses You rain down curses, but I'm waving your hearses driving by Streets riding high with the beats in the sky All stare, eyes glazed, garage burned down, the fire raged For 40 days and in 40 ways but through the blaze they see it fade The sea of black, the beaming heat on their faces Then a figure emerges from the wastage Eyes transfixed with a piercing gaze One hand clutching his sword raised to the sky They wonder how, they wonder why The sky turns white, it all becomes clear They felt lifted from their fears 
They shed tears in the light after six dark years. Young bold soldiers, the fire burns. Where will the Mandan bless God's dead? Sounds like a brilliant uh, social commentary piece that you're going to do. I think for me, and you, you mentioned it in the little bio that you wrote is about like, you know, kind of a self archive and throughout the album, there are loads of different say WhatsApp messages and you mentioned interviews and videos and stuff like that. So just talk to me a bit about those. Like, is that something you always kind of did in terms of you, you say like, obviously you were making video stuff and all that kind of stuff, but even to have an archive of all those things and a document and to be able to put them into something makes it much more personal. And uh, was that a tough thing to be able to go? Or right, I'm going to put all this stuff in. Like you, you talked about like that uh, ephemeral nature of stuff, especially we live in a digital world now and stuff like WhatsApp messages or like stupid audio messages that your mates might send you and stuff like that. But like it's usually gone. So was that kind of important just to feature some of that stuff there um, in the music? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a very. It was a choice that I was very certain of, but the first time I actually started to place these moments in, um, everything did feel a little bit more real then. And uh, I think that was a very, it was a very scary experience. I think the first time I was doing that, because when you're in the process of studying these moments back and looking through these archives when you have the intention that you're about to place them into a piece of art there's still some distance there because you're in the middle of process you're in the middle of like making so you're being like analytical and you're making these really picky choices and you're trying to go at what feels right but as soon as it's done and it's placed in and you listen back for a moment you're not in the process of making art anymore and you're looking at a very real thing that's happened in your life a very real acknowledgement of impermanence and permanence and i think that was very frightening and upsetting for me the first time but it was also something that probably gave me and hopefully some of my friends when they heard it a much more real and valuable moment of being able to just accept reality and reflect on those moments sort of the beauty that they had and still have i like i'm terrified of losing my memory and um, grow up like kickboxing and stuff you get hit in the head a lot uh i'm, I'm very afraid of things uh, of losing afraid very afraid of losing my memory losing everything that i that i hold in there so i think for years i've uh for years i've just tried to archive everything and i never knew why i didn't i, I wasn't sure of why i was doing it even though it would make sense like that I'm saying like, oh, well, nothing has ever felt permanent to me. Everything has always felt like it's just all, it's all just dropping off bit by bit. Um, 
when you, I, I think maybe when you experience a loss like that, you become so, uh, so lucid for a moment about your past. And it, it seems like things have fallen into place and you go, I understand now why I've been doing this for years. And you're very, very grateful for, for those moments. And it was also to, 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 to be able to put them back into a, a piece of art for one that just feels fitting, just feels like that's, that's what, that's what Paul would have done. It's what Robbie would have done. It's what Peter would have done. It's what any one of my friends would have done in a similar experience. I, I, I believe, um, it feels like the right thing to do, but it also feels like, uh, feels like the right thing to do for my, my friends that are, that are here that get to, that get to share it with me as well. Yeah. That can go, fuck, I am from listening to that, from listening to that moment, it, I, I, I can, I can remember when, uh, when Paul headed the ball and it landed perfectly in the trolley and got stuck. And it seems like it's like the people that were there, they, they, they just hear that rattle of the trolley and they hear the, the scream and the run and the just expression of joy. Yeah, if, if, if felt, it just felt important to be able to include those things. And the Dubliner songs of old and the Pogues, the art that never grows old. You live in fireworks at the prefabs, cash for hash and give it a lash jack, footballs off the pebble dash. I hear you when I'm locked, poems of the jewel shock, lock stock and hot rocks round the block never stop. And I see you still, wild in every field, try and send you photos of every stray mattress I see and ask what could have been. Cause you live in Christy Moore, George Moore, catch me daddy English moors and broken doors. You live in Keats, the litty littered with broken seats and disorder by Joy Division forever on repeat. You live in the books of John B. Kane, Hell McPhail and Leeds and Petey playing Vanessa Carlton on the keys. I see it in every 20 quid haircut and Billy Struff from the lads stuck in a rough but we get by. You're all that's on my mind. When points in the killer are the flowing tide. And all the other lads at my side on the same vibe. Is it hard then to get to that point where, you know, you're going to put it out? Like, you made it for yourself first and you made it for your friends and... But putting it out into the world, what is like that like? Because is there any other, other something else you'd like to do with it? Again, that's a that's a, a great question because it probably took me two years of working on that project in pretty much constant thought about that uh, long before Paul had passed, and I was just telling my friends here listen to these uh instrumentals i have all the stuff i'm writing about on this is about how much i 
you know, I love all of you. And is it okay if I write about this, you know, the time we egged out Matt C.J. Gaffin, all this sort of stuff, like, because I think there's, I think there's actually something really important in that. Um, there was always the question about like, do, do you put this in the world or do you just give it to your friends? Um, that I think probably haunted me in the past year, just wrestling with that. Um, I think speaking to a lot of my, speaking to a lot of my close friends who knew I was working on the project, but weren't, they weren't hearing anything past that after, after hearing, you know, 20, 30 instrumentals a year ago or whatever, a bit longer. Um, they didn't really hear anything else, but they knew that I was, they knew I was working on stuff. A few people knew kind of what the content was, was still going to be. Um, yeah, I think there was a, there was a lot of questions about whether or not this should be a thing that's shared, but at its root, if I'm supposed to try and, if I'm supposed to try and stand here and, and, and and celebrate my friends, celebrate the times that I've had with them. But also if I'm to try and stand here and say, you know, um, my, my best friend was Paul and I think he wrote things that changed the way I viewed the world and made me feel understood in a way that I'd never felt before. I think that a lot of you people, you strangers, people that I don't know, might have that same experience especially if you're from that same that same world that same background um i don't know how else to to announce that to celebrate that other than to try and make something to make art in in his name and in my friends names and put it out into the world and just say like here's my contribution and if you like it maybe please look at where this all came from or what inspired this in the first place the exact same stuff is exact same questions were there were burnt out like burnt out burnt out was for us before it was ever anything that was going to be shared publicly again when we thought we were sharing that publicly we thought it was you know like a hundred people might hear it and they'll all be our facebook friends um, and we were very lucky that it got a bit wider than that. Um, but yeah, like at first it was that this is, this is for us. And then you realize that maybe, maybe what you have to say might be kind of, it might be important to somebody else in the same way that Paul's work was important to me, important to Robbie, it was important to Peter in the same way that here in, fucking original pirate material for the first time is like yeah man like this even this that though that this is I'm, I'm whatever i'm 11 years old when i hear this record or something 11 12 and i'm going i don't I, i'm from such a different world but there's parts of this that just make me feel understood for the first time the same with uh, the exact same with boy in the corner just going like i fucking i get i, I get something here um like you'd be wild to think that it that it ever has that effect but just that yeah these things have to come into your mind when you when you think about sharing them 
just felt important to be able to to share it and then also if if I'm to stand with my friends and I'm to stand with other people that I know and, and say yeah man like I I think speaking about things in a safe manner is one of the most important things we can do if I can sit with my therapist and say yeah I think this is one of the most like being able to verbalize being able to be allowing yourself to be vulnerable allowing yourself to hopefully drive empathy um th- these are valuable important steps that people can take um but then I think maybe it would be very hypocritical to not to not put that out publicly or to not say here here's access um and what a way to celebrate your friends yeah. rather than just shout it at people. Then you're 9, 10 and 11 In the same place the guard got you at 7 Taking the sides off trains with stones We did that because we were broke We did that because we had no hope or place to go We did that because we didn't say no 20 years ago And it still comes out when we get vocal Singing in the local A lonely feeling came all me stealing some sober as a judge and the other boys out the nut and all of us dancing like there's no one left in the world but us and these days it feels like there isn't there's no way to put that loss into words but we'll wrap arms around shoulders and scream love from our lungs and we'll escape the Friday football and hugs and tell tales of nights and days spent in teenage fun because the world is a cruel, cruel place without the love so we'll spend the rest of our life being brave and hope that things will change Age will still mark the time in the same way But I'll hold on a little tighter To the love of my mates Forever and a day Did making this album help you process uh, Paul's passing in any way, you think? Uh, yes. Um, yeah. Because it is a celebration album as yeah. well as as your friends. And I think it feels like to me, I can feel that from, from the album, that it's very much like, I get, you know, that celebration is something that can really help, I think. I certainly feel that anyway mm-hmm. from... You know, someone who's, uh, you know, everyone had people in their lives who have passed and you really get that sense of celebration. And like in terms of how Irish people often cope with grief and and losses, you know, we getting better at it now. But like generally it's quiet and Mm -hmm. shut off where you're opening your mouth and putting it out there. And I think that's I think people will recognize that people will hear that and. You know that'll resonate with people for sure. I think. Yeah, uh, I would. I would hope so. I would hope. I think I said this recently as well. But um, talking to somebody, I would hope that more than anything, that the record, if it could do anything for anybody, that it would it would drive a sense of empathy, um, for people in vulnerable positions, um, for people with addiction issues for people with mental health issues um for people 
in any, I just wanted to just, I just wanted to be able to just drive just a sense of empathy. I think it's a lot, I know it's a lot to ask for in some ways, but it's, it's, that's what the, the intention is. Um, I think that that's what we all need. It's what everybody needs, just a greater sense of empathy. Um, I think that's probably where love comes from. Um, and I, I, I think it, it, in a lot of ways, it, uh, in a lot of ways it did, it was part of the, it's part of the key and, and part of the journey of trying to, um, to process that passing. Um, and it's a very long journey and the record is, it could only be one part of it because it doesn't just stop now that I've like finished a, a project. Um, your, your processing of a passing doesn't, doesn't just end like that, but much like, you know, time in therapy, much like, you know, being sober, um, they're, you know, trying to, trying to be, trying to, all of these small, all of these small moves are a part of one overall process and of, of trying to deal with something of that magnitude. And, um, I think when I, I look at my, my friendship with, with Paul and I look back to when we were younger and maybe experienced, um, people passing young, young people passing when we were younger, hearing how Paul wrote about young, uh, these exact young people passing when, when, when we were younger, hearing about him speak about our school friends who had passed and the circumstances and just how he was able to use that as a, it's not just a way to process a passing for himself, but as a hopeful sort of springboard for other people to be able to process that, to be able to see it, how these things happen and just to be able to interrogate the, the sort of ruthless conditions that often precede uh, passings like this. Um, it just, I, I looked at what he did and just the benefit that that had. I don't know if benefit's the right word, but I looked at what he did and I know much like this example I'm, I'm citing of stuff that Paul was writing, but I, I, I know that in the middle of this record, there's, it's a whole groove of anger and just chaos that just this whole centerpiece of the record. But that was just, that speaks for, it speaks for me, but it speaks for all of my friends. It speaks for everybody that experienced that passing and, the same way, like, I think you, you need that, uh, you probably unfortunately need to experience that just despair and, and, and just, it's it, it really like just fucking anger. Um, and then you just, 
you dig and you dig and you dig until you try and find some semblance of hope and I think you end up finding it not just in yourself but you you look around and you look at your friends that have been just holding you up for your whole life really you you you'd be inclined to say just for the past year but no they've been holding you up for your whole life like your parents have been holding you up for your whole life like fucking hell man I fuck they my friends and family they uh, just what a what an unbelievable yeah just what an unbelievable troop what an unbelievable privilege it is to have them um you uh yeah that 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 threat of anger is 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 there what you try and you try and you try and pull something from it and i think eventually yeah you do there's there is some there's some hope in all of that uh in all of that chaos and and i would hope that people listening to it can feel some of that anger and 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 are accepting of where it comes from because it like i i feel like it comes from a justified place and i would hope that 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 anger can be something that again helps helps people feel feel a form of empathy towards towards people in those positions yeah Saturday morning, whatever, just caught the sound of a quick mesh to say, I love you, first and foremost, and this is second, and I'm told, can't wait to see it Sunday. Get yourself up out of that bed now.